Chinyama uh, to preach the Word of God. So this is week three in our series, Serving God, um, which has been pretty awesome, uh, I think, even though it's been me and Jacob. <laughs> Blowing our own trumpet here, it's a bit ridiculous. But anyway, praise God, it's all God's Word, so we should blow the trumpet of God in Jesus' name. Put your hands together for our one and only Pastor Chinyama. Praise the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, all my soul, and forget not his benefits. It's amazing, isn't it? There's benefits to serving him, yeah. to, 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 you know, doing what God has called us to do. I have, um, thank you. I have a tremendous responsibility this morning to, to, to bring the word. And so we are continuing and concluding. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a continuation and a conclusion of the sermon series that was started by Pastor Jacob. Uh, he came in as the, as the, as the introduction and, and Pastor Mel came in as the, as the body, as the midpoint, and I am going to come as, as the finisher. And I hope and I pray that what God has intended for us is going to be imparted in Jesus' name. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, because it's the entrance of your word into our hearts that brings light and gives us understanding. Thank you, Lord, that you are the Lord who does not change. You stand on your word and you're watching over it to perform it in our lives. Father, I pray, may we not just be hearers of this word, but may we be empowered, Lord, to do it, to be all that you've called us to be for your honor and for your glory in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that your word brings about conviction and not condemnation conviction and not condemnation that lord somebody today in this place will be convicted to respond to your word and not condemned oh lord because when people are condemned then there's no hope for them but your word convicts and draws us oh lord to walk in line to walk in step with your spirit we thank you mighty god we give you all the praise In the words of John the Baptist, Lord, I decrease that you may increase in this place. This is your word. And I'm just a vessel. I'm just a messenger. And Lord, help me. Give me clarity of thought and speech for your glory. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. All right, all right. I have I have three portions of scripture that we are going to look to uh, look, look look at together. Um, 
Of course, you understand that the foundation of scripture that this whole thing is built on is Colossians chapter 3, uh, 23-24, where the Bible says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Uh, this morning, I intend to teach and not preach. Um, uh, what's the difference? Well, when I'm preaching, I am proclaiming the truth. But when I'm teaching, I am explaining it. Yeah. And so this morning, I'm going to endeavor to, to explain uh, concepts and precepts from the Word of God. And the scripture that I want us to uh, kick off from is Ephesians chapter 2. Verses 8 to 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 10. And it says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. We've been saved by grace through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works, <laughs> so that no one can, come on, it's on the screen, come on now, so that no one can, because human beings in our fallen nature, we love to compare ourselves amongst ourselves and to rank each other based on our perceived self-worth and perception, whatever, you know, whatever the case. And that's why you have an entire industry dedicated to awarding themselves trophies. They come together and they say, oh, you are the best of the best of the best. Here's a trophy. You know, and, and, and knowing that, you know, God in his wisdom says, let me deal with this thing once and for all. So salvation then is a gift. It's an expression of the grace of God. Your faith is the response that is needed. So when faith anchors into the grace of God, salvation manifests in the individual. So when you're saved then, when you are saved, you're not all that and a bag of chips. It's his grace. So now, and, and, then, and, then, and then of course, verse, verse 10 says, for we are God's handiwork. God's handiwork. So if anybody ever says to you, you're a piece of work, ah, you just say, yes, <laughs> I am God's piece of work. I'm God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. These works that, you know, that, that God is calling us to do or that God has called us to do were prepared in advance, in advance. And so 
what I do then is I just come into collision with it and I find myself doing it and flowing in it. And yet, uh, uh, this whole thing in, it, you know, has already been ordained by God in his wisdom. Somebody say amen. So prepared in advance. Three things I want to give you around the area of serving. Three thoughts that I have come up with as I was reflecting on this thing. The first one is we don't serve to be saved. We serve because we are saved. All right, because when you, when you look at church history, uh, you, you find some very interesting things that have happened over time. There's, there's, even up to today, there's people out there that think that, you know, they have to do and do and do in order for them to be accepted. And so when Pastor Mel was saying here that we are human beings and not human doings, I say to myself, I said, that's part of my notes. She might as well preach. You know, we are human beings and not human doings. I'll come to that uh, 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 along the way. And then the, the second thing is this. We don't serve to be blessed. We are blessed and that's why we serve. We don't serve to be blessed. I'm not chasing a blessing. I'm already blessed, and that's why I serve. The blessing is God's divine empowerment. God's divine strength coming upon you, empowering you to be and to do. That's what the blessing is. But along the way, we've reduced it to material things. Now, you're not blessed because you have more toys. You're blessed even without the toys. The third, excuse me, <coughs> the third point is we don't serve to be loved. We are already loved, and that's why we serve. So I'm not serving to be accepted by God. That oh, if, if I just exert myself a little bit more, if I, if I just press in a little bit longer, if I just linger, you know, and do that and do that and do that, then I will be loved. Then I will be accepted. No, you are already loved. And so then our serving must be from a place of knowing I am saved, I am blessed, and I am loved. All right, let me take you to, let's have a look at Luke chapter 10, uh, 38 to 42, and let's find out, you know, what's going on here. Because th there's, there's a particular family that Jesus, you know, loves and you know they they what a, what a, what a, what a privilege or what an honor you know 
Jesus is our buddy. He's going to come over for dinner. Yeah, uh, on Friday at yeah 5.45, we got Jesus in the house. You know, he's coming over. It's really cool, you know. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah, good. Yeah, Jesus is coming to my place for dinner. How you doing? Good to see you. Yeah, this week on Friday, he's coming to my place for dinner. Yes, and he did. And he did. We are told in, in the... in um. In, in Luke chapter 10, verse 38, it says this. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened a home to him. Oh, come on, Martha. She opened a home to the Lord. Just, you know, she opened a home to the Lord. It's, it's, it's pretty much the same thing that you know, you have done, you've opened your heart to the Lord that he may dwell there as Lord and Savior. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her, tell her to help me. And just do something, you're Jesus. Look at the injustice that's going on here. I'm the only one serving. Okay, that's, um, all right. You are the one, Martha, that has involved Jesus in this thing. Let's just be clear. Jesus wasn't involved. Jesus was just doing his thing. But now you want, you want to bring Jesus into your affairs. Okay, all right. So you better be prepared for what Jesus is going to say. Because Jesus has something to say about it. Mm-hmm. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Okay. This is a very, um, this is a very crucial text. It's one of those texts that can easily be misconstrued to think Jesus Christ is negating serving. No, no, no. Jesus Christ is not negating serving. In other words, Jesus Christ is not speaking against, against serving. Jesus Christ is concerned with the heart behind the service. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you find yourself getting ticked off because you're the only one doing something and everybody else seems to be doing nothing, maybe the focus should not be on what others are not doing, but rather the state of your heart. You're getting ticked off because others appear to be chilled and you're stressing
Ah, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And, and, and hear me. I'm about to say something, but hear, hear me. Just hear my heart on this one. It, it's, um, it may sound general, but it just, it's just an observation that, that, that I've just made. Um, that uh, mothers, uh, some mothers, some, some women, they get particularly very ticked off when the husband is just chilling. <laughs> uh, he's just chilling. He's just, he's just sat there just doing nothing. How dare you sit there and do nothing? <laughs> Your calling is to do something. Uh, so get moving <laughs> and do something. Yeah, so if you want to tick them off, just sit there and do nothing. That is enough to set the whole place on fire. Because you decided to sit there and do nothing. I think that's the vibe that Martha is feeling here. Uh, Martha is feeling this vibe. Like, how dare you? How dare you sit there, chilled at the feet of Jesus, and listen to all the good words that Jesus is saying, and I'm here laboring by myself. She felt her blood pressure rise. I don't know whether it's just a sibling rivalry, you know, that had to, something to do with it as well. But she's not happy. How many times do you find yourself serving with that kind of attitude? It's almost like expecting that because you're serving that everybody else should also jump in and do something. So how dare you just sit there and do nothing? Get up and do something. I think it's at that point that you have to be really, really careful. Because when you look at the text, who do you think she was doing the preparations for? For Jesus. Could it be that we sometimes get more consumed with the work of the Lord that we actually overlook the Lord of the work? Um, but I'm serving. I'm serving the Lord. I'm serving the Lord. And then in the process, you drift away and your heart becomes, your heart becomes tainted. You become corrupt in the process. You begin to serve with a, with a superiority mentality. Yeah. A superiority mentality. Because, you know, Neither one is good, whether it's superiority or inferiority complex. Like there's this guy in the, in the Old Testament, his, na his name is Elijah. Do you remember that time when I think he must have been going through depression? And where he says, oh, I'm the only one of the Lord's prophet. You remain. That, 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 and God says, chill, dude, you're not the only one. There's 400 others 
that haven't bowed down to, you know, to, to, to these other gods. And so can you, can you just do what you're called to do and do it well with a good attitude without the attitude or spirit of comparison coming in? Can you just run your race faithfully and consistently fixing your eyes, as the Bible says, on Jesus? So much so that in the process, others will be inspired and desire to step in. Should everyone serve? Absolutely, yes. Every single person should put their hands to the plow. That is a principle of the kingdom of God. And he says this. He says, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for my, for my kingdom. Jesus, in his own words. But it's the, it's the, it's the spirit. It's the, it's the attitude. It's the spirit. It's the attitude. So she was more consumed and concerned with doing for him that she forgot that her doing ought to flow from her being. Because you see, friends, when, when the doing is not flowing from, from being, it's like, it's like being served delicious meal, your favorite meal, and very dirty dishes. So much so that when you look at the food, your appetite diminishes. It's gone. Like, yeah, nah, thanks. <laughs> nah, thanks. It's like when my, like when my daughter offers me a drink. <laughs> I love her. It's, it's water, but how, how come this water has calories in it? <laughs> how come this water has food in it? Is this a food drink? I love you, but <laughs> I'm not sipping that. Uh-uh. No. I am not drinking that. Let's have a look at um, another scripture in Acts um, chapter 6, and then we'll wrap this whole thing. It says... Chapter 6, uh, 1 to 7. It says, In those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. All right, so there's a problem. There's a problem. Houston, there's a problem. So the 12 gathered all the disciples together and said, Listen to this, listen to this. It would not be right for us, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word in order to wait on tables. This is a very key statement. This is a very powerful statement. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. Who, uh, so, so the, uh, the next sentence says, we will turn this responsibility over to them and we and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. This process pleased the whole group. 
they chose Stephen, a man of a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. My mother makes a statement along the lines, you cannot clap with one hand. And there's wisdom in that statement. You cannot clap with one hand. You need two hands. Because clapping is the striking of two palms together. As you strike, that's a clap. In order for the church to be successful, and I mean successful as God intended it, it's going, it's going to need a combination of the tangible and the intangible. Because everything, according to me, everything is spiritual. Everything that is done for the kingdom of God is spiritual. But there's a distinction. Some of it is tangible. And some of it is intangible. You can't see it. You can't touch it. S things like prayer. You can't touch prayer. It's intangible. But things like setting up a place like this. That's tangible. That's visible. They both require work, but it's done differently. So it's a combination of that which is tangible and the intangible coming together is what produces a successful environment where God is glorified, his kingdom released, connects, grow. And make a difference. So where people are connected, where people are able to grow and to flourish, where people are then empowered and released to be and to do. It's not good that we should leave this. What, what, what they're saying is we don't want to do this at the expense Very important because if, if, if it wasn't that I've said, oh, no, 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 this is useless stuff. Don't worry about it. Let's just focus on this. They said, no, 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 no. We don't want to do this at the expense of that. They're equally important. They're equally important. Oh, Chin, but how do you know that? They're equally important because look at the men that are chosen. Look at the criteria. Full of faith. Full of wisdom. They lay their hands on them and they release them to function. And that's where we get the word deacon, diakonos from the Greek. It's a picture of, of, of a waiter waiting. Bring the physical stuff, bring the food, serve me. So every person then is called to serve. 
Every person is called to put their hand to the plow. Every person is anointed. Every person is gifted and talented. And it's about using your talents and your gifts to serve God, to glorify him. Now, I have been around church for a long time, and I've been in different contexts, and I have seen people, and, 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 and my observation is a lot of people have no problem serving God until it involves serving others. A lot of people have no problem serving under God until it's serving under a man or a woman of God. Because a lot of people want to do what they want, when they want, and how they want. But that's a heart that is unredeemed. A redeemed heart is one that comes into alignment. 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 In... Um, it's a scripture that I didn't, I didn't uh, I haven't included in my notes, but it's in Galatians, in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. There's an encouragement there. There's an encouragement not to grow weary. And I want to speak specifically to people that have been serving faithfully and consistently over time. It says, do not be, do not grow tired or weary. Do not grow tired or weary in well-doing, in doing good, because you know that in the fullness of time there's going to be a reward. To you, I want to say, keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. See, dear friends, when it comes to service, serving is not, because serving is a fundamental component of the kingdom of God. Serving is not something that I do to get me to where I want to be. Serving is the very essence of the kingdom. It's the very essence of the kingdom. So, to the person that moves the chair and positions it, and the person that, that gets up at the front and speaks, it's all service unto the Lord. It's all spiritual unto the Lord. It's all for his glory. And so the one that gets up and speaks with an instrument called a microphone is not any more important than the one that never gets on the stage. So it's very important that we grasp that and build on that. There's an old movie for the young people. 1984. It's in the 1900s. That's how old it is. 
It's called the Karate Kid. <laughs> it was made in the 1900s. That's how old this thing is. You know, the, the, the star of that, of that movie is a, is a young man by the name of Daniel. Now, Daniel would be, I picture him to be around about maybe year eight, year nine thereabout. You know, just moved to a different location. And he's getting bullied. He's getting bullied. And the, uh, the maintenance guy at the apartments where they, they used to live, Mr. Miyagi, he sees him. And, um, you know, almost like takes pity on the boy. Like, I'm, let me help this kid out. Let me, let me give him some, you know, some techniques to defend himself. And so he's excited because he discovered that Mr. Miyagi is a, you know, is a karate master and all that. And so he thought that uh, he's just going to turn up and immediately they'll start and kicking and, and doing all those things. But Mr. Miyagi says, you see that car there? You see that wax? I want you to wax it. Wax on, wax off. Ah, and he does that, you know. You know how when you, you know you know you know how sometimes you do something uh, with so much zeal because you think it's only going to last for a couple of days because you're going to move on to the greater things. Nah, keep waxing. Now the kid is getting frust frustrated, but he doesn't understand that in the doing that, his wrists, his arms. His hands are getting strengthened. He's, he's building um, uh, endurance. He thinks, oh no, I just have to start kicking and blocking and, and hitting. Here's the point. Most of the times, the lives that we live are mundane. But the miracle or the miraculous is in the mundane. The miraculous is in the mundane. Keep on keeping on. Friends, like I said, we don't, we don't save, um, we don't serve in order to get saved. But it's understanding that it's the grace of God. And so as we've been talking about this, if there's anybody in this room that has never made the commitment to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Lord of the work, friend, this is the moment. Because we don't want you to just uh, jump on the bandwagon of doing things in the hope that one day you will make it. But to understand that the starting point is salvation faith in Jesus Christ. So if you're here today and you've never made that decision, this is the moment. We are going to pray. And as we pray, I will ask at the end that you show by hand if you would have prayed this prayer for the very first time. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I call upon the name of Jesus. I surrender to you. I acknowledge my life as a sinner in need of your forgiveness. 
forgive me of my sins as I ask Jesus to be my Lord and Savior from this day onwards I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus Amen as heads are still bowed eyes are still closed if you prayed this prayer for the first time and you're here would you please show by hand thank you thank you thank you Lord we thank you today we give you praise in Jesus name Lord thank you for the team as they lead us in worship that Lord you will work in the lives of the people that are making a commitment to you for the very first time thank you Lord that even if it's just one person your word says heaven rejoices we give you praise for today in Jesus name mighty name. Amen.